Brr. It's cold out here. There's just a little bit of snow. And the sun is out and it's cold. I'm T. This is your friendly local Burning Tarot podcast. Okay, for some of you it's not local, but some of you are here. Here in central Oregon in the woods with me. The rest of you, you'll have to trust me that the pines look beautiful and majestic with that blue sky behind them and that interesting quality of sunshine that we get this time of year up here around the 45th parallel uh, in the Northern Hemisphere here in Oregon. The light takes on a special quality. It's kind of dim with that sun close to the horizon all day long. We're approaching solstice. Um, But I like it. I think it makes things look really cool and gives them a special sparkle. And the snow here is sparkling with multi-colors today. Looks like somebody's dropped glitter everywhere. Seriously, gorgeous. And I'm freezing. Okay, so we should probably move on to the whole tarot card business. Um, I decided I wanted to pull a card that would specifically guide us through the upcoming weekend and the solstice that follows it within a couple days. Uh, Because there's a lot of astrological action going on there. And I thought it would be nice to uh, ask the cards what we, our lovely little handful of Burning Tarot people, could focus on from the cards as a special way through these astrological happenings. Um, And I will talk about those a little more specifically. But in general, we'll just say this weekend we have a full moon. Then the full moon is giving way to um, Venus going retrograde and starting her 40 days and 40 nights retrograde cycle. And at the same time that that's happening, the um, quote-unquote planet or asteroid, if you prefer, the heavenly body Chiron, the wounded healer, will also be stationing and he'll be getting ready to turn direct. So those are, I think it's interesting to have those two things happening nearly on top of each other. And that full moon's probably going to be a little intense. There's some other aspects floating around. And then, um, of course, we have solstice. So um, there we go. So basically, I would expect some... um, heavy and or intense, maybe even a little herky-jerky energies over the next, uh, over that period of time. So beginning, uh, especially Saturday, but probably feeling it on Friday and then in through maybe Tuesday. It's just kicking off um, an interesting season, an interesting time. So I said, okay, cards, what do you got for me? I'm unzipping my jacket so we can get the cards, which are in the jacket pocket inside. I picked the um, Margareta Peterson deck. Oh, hello, bird. There's this cute little tiny bird who's just appeared like two feet in front of me on the pine bark. 
Hi, cutie. What you doing? You're lucky I'm not hungry. I could just reach out and grab you. Yeah, this bird's like, yeah, I know you humans. You don't really eat us little tiny birds. You're just joking around. Um, well, it's nice to have a bird sign come to us. So the Margareta Peterson deck, we haven't pulled from this in a while. So this is an extraordinary um, artistic deck. And I actually brought out the little booklet with it so that we could kind of dive into her vision of her painterly, often abstract interpretations of the cards. So that we're not just interpreting from what I happen to think, although that's nice too, right? Tapping into the old intuition. So thinking of these astrological phenomena, knowing that stuff's going to probably be happening, what's a good way to approach it? How can I, how can we approach these shifting energies? We pulled the Five of Cups. And I will admit that I kind of went, dude, I'm actually in a good mood today. Don't be Five of Cup in me. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, the Five of Cups um, is typically got some sadness going with it. It's got loss and disappointment. But it's also a transitional point in our emotional lives. When we pull the five, we are halfway through some kind of emotional cycle, a cycle in our, our beings as emotional, embodied, relational people. And this five pops out, and we might feel stuck. We might feel sad. The five says you have to actually experience the down part. You have to acknowledge to yourself and perhaps express in some physicalized form, such as tears, or writing, or painting, or stomping your feet. You have to experience this actual, you know, negative, unfun stuff. You have to sit with it. And that process brings you to a point where you're able to let go. And you're able to see what comes next. The ability to see what comes next or hope for what comes next or have an openness to whatever's coming next is really hindered by leftover, goopy, um, crummy emotions that we refuse to deal with, you know, that we ignore or medicate away or that we tell ourselves we're not allowed to have or that we feel the emotion creeping up and, um, you know, sometimes we go into denial about that stuff or we feel like we somehow don't have the right to experience our emotions. We could be scared. The emotion rises up and we might just really not want to deal with it. We don't want to be sad. Maybe it uh, transforms into anger or anxiety. And then we have anger or anxiety to deal with. Maybe we try to shove those away too. Maybe I'm just projecting all this and none of you guys do any of that stuff. But I do it. And I know a lot of people who do. Someone very close to me whom I love very much 
um, won't be listening to this this week um, because they're in rehab. They're in a rehab inpatient facility. And, you know, that's just kind of a, that's another way that we deal with our feelings is by medicating them away. And anything can be used in that fashion to kind of somehow try to put a buffer between ourselves and the feelings, right? So that can be um, an easy-to-understand chemical, you know, like you're addicted to opiates. Okay, that's pretty clear-cut. Um, but it can, be, it can be food. It can be other strange habits or substances that we use uh, in, to substitute for the emotions, the having of the emotional experience. It can be um, alcohol and cannabis. Those are kind of tricky, right? Same with food, because they're so common. Um, Depending where you live, most of you guys are in Oregon and California, so you're like, yeah, we got cannabis everywhere. (laughs) Well, I don't know if actually most of you are there. Most of you who respond and send me emails are in Oregon and California. So these are places where there's a lot of um, drinking and vaping and edibling uh, all over the place. And so it can be harder when something is normalized like that. It can be really much more difficult to recognize when, when when it's got a hold on us, when we're using it as a substitute for having our feelings. When we're... For me, recently, it's been chocolate. You know, that's a chemical. It does some stuff. (laughs) It's my buffer zone. So when I pull the five of cups, five of cups says, put down the chocolate. Or, you know, if you really need to, sit there and eat a bunch of it while you're doing this. But stop running from the emotion. Stop running from feelings of disappointment or from recognizing that you have some attachments that um, really aren't working out for you. Um, This could be an attachment to a substance abuse type of situation, right? Or an unhealthy eating habit. But it could be an attachment to a person that is no longer healthy for you or that is no longer even there for you. Five of Cups says it's time to move on. And the only way to move on is to be here with the shit. In the shit, with the shit, acknowledging the shit, crying about the shit. So uh, I haven't contemplated how exactly the Five of Cups lines up with all that astrological stuff I was talking about. I'll try to get to that in a minute. But... The deck is telling us that for our little handful of people, this is something to be prepared for. This is something to contemplate. We don't have to sort of um, overforce this. We don't have to overly plan it all out. Like, okay, on Saturday, the energies are going to get weird, and I am going to be prepared to do this exact letting go ritual. You might do some of that. And you might just be open to the fact that, like, okay, something might come up for me. And maybe I will try to make enough space 
in my head, in my heart, and in my schedule so that if stuff arises during this time, I've got some room to let it be. I've got some room to just sit in bed and cry. I've got some room to take a walk, um, to call someone I haven't called in a long time and express to them how I feel. That kind of thing. Oh my gosh, my hands are freezing. I would hate to have to take this indoors. That would be cheating. Burning tarot doesn't do indoors. All right, so let me tell you what's on this card. I'll take a picture, of course. We have a wooden uh, looking yellow background and then a square that has blue and an orangey yellow. And then you see like a swirl of water with some drops dropping into it. It's very elegant, this work. It's quite impressive. Very painterly. Um, and I'm going to see what she has to say. Uh, Margaret Peterson. Five of Cups, grieving and letting go. Well, okay. Yeah. Let go of a seemingly endless succession of disappointments. Um... Tears cleanse the body. So it sounds like she's got kind of the same vibe here as I do. I just wanted to check. You will fall into the ocean like a drop and experience the narrow limits of your ego dissolving. That's pretty cool. I'm going to repeat that one. So after you experience your emotions and begin to let things go, she says... You will fall into the ocean like a drop and experience the narrow limits of your ego dissolving. Well, that's pretty cool, you guys. It's pretty darn cool. Um, so uh, that all sounds maybe like more than I want to deal with. But, um, but I think maybe I can. For me, there have been some habits that I've been wanting to deal with. Chocolate doesn't sound like much, but when it's in con- in conjunction, so to speak, with um, other bad eating habits or things that are bad for the body, it can be very noticeable. Um, and I have, um, I've been doing some ritual work on and off for months now um, about a very deep, very old friendship that... Uh, fell apart during COVID and I realized that my inner self does not want to let go and I dream about this person and to some degree that's fine my mind my psyche is taking its time and having its process but sometimes my conscious self wants to come in and say I think we need to it's unhealthy to just uh, keep having the clinging here so let's let's go in and sit with the disappointment and anger and sorrow and see if that helps loosen things up so those are things that come in mind come to mind for me I'm sure you'll have some thoughts about um, attachments and things that that you've been unhappy with in your own life that maybe you can consciously experience this weekend got a little piece of paper here I like that noise it makes 
So the astrological goodness, so our five of cups is obviously water, right? And uh, cups, water, emotion, soul, some poetry in there, some music, and our ancestry. So there's a good chance that some of whatever comes up for you may kind of play on your inner heartstrings that have to do with your family and your deeper ancestry. Let's see how that plays out with the planets, which I've written down some stuff on this piece of paper. Um, so on Saturday, the moon will square Neptune in the morning. And this is all in Pacific Standard Time. So with that, we're kind of getting a conflict between our different emotional selves and our emotional states. And it can be a little confusing. So that's kind of ramping things up for what we may experience later in the day. Um, also on Saturday, Mercury squares Chiron. Mercury's in Capricorn. So um, this could have a lot to do with how we communicate and um, what we want to communicate about. Chiron's over there in Aries, where, um, where he's quite strong, I think. Um, but maybe a little hot-headed. He has a lot to say, and so does Mercury. And they're at a square, which means that um, they're not necessarily getting along, or maybe they're, um, they're each trying to accomplish something different. So again, we have this feeling of like, uh, struggle, emotional struggle. By 8.35 p.m., we have the sun opposite the moon, which is a fancy way of saying we got a full moon. Uh, and that moon is happening at 27 degrees and 29 minutes of Gemini. So very late Gemini. That puts the sun in very late Sagittarius. So those, that five of cups would definitely be, be playing with our moon energy. Definitely, definitely. And that's in Gemini. Kind of rings back to our Mercury energy, our, uh, our thoughts, our abilities to hold um, opposing concepts in our minds and kind of sit with having stuff um, that's hard to sit with because it's, you know, maybe it's two different emotions, two different thoughts, and they're both potent. They both feel real. So we might have some of that energy going on. And we definitely will have a feeling of our emotions wanting to be expressed, possibly in words um, or in, you know, some kind of direct communication. And as the moon moves on that night, it forms a trine with Jupiter, which is in Pisces. And that can give us an even more expanded feeling of our emotions. So that could be, you know, it could be kind of cool or it could be a wild ride that is more than we really want to deal with. Moving into Sunday, um, that's when Venus goes retrograde. She is at late Capricorn. Um, and Chiron goes direct at 8 degrees of Aries. And we've got Mars in early Sagittarius, where he is happy and, and really trying to move forward and get stuff done. 
and have, have kind of free-flowing energy. So part of our energy from this is free-flowing, let's go, go, go. Other parts are like, let's slow down. Let's go deep. Let's have a good cry in the bathtub. Uh, and so maybe experiencing that combination is, um, is where the real challenge lies. It's not just going to be like one big feeling. But our card tells us we can go into it uh, with some consciousness around, okay, there are things to experience and allow to move on. Things to experience and allow to let go. And we can do that, even while we're having these like very uncomfortable feelings. And I think I'll stop there. Maybe I will drop back in with a short burning tarot for you on the solstice. I'm sorry. My friends, did I just drop you on the snowy ground? I totally did. I did. No offense, Mant, of course. All right. Well, this was 21 minutes, so I think I better be quiet now. I hope this was interesting to you. It was interesting for me to explore this card. Five of Cups, walk in the snow, get my fingers super cold, meet the little bird, and hopefully um, send some interesting good advice from the cards along to you, my burning tarot friends. Goodbye.